afternoon, everybody. We're here for Season 2, Episode 1 of the Brookline Bugle Podcast. And today, my guest is Ms. Jane Jackson, the Program Director for our PTA program here at the at the Brookline Phoenix campus. So, Jane, welcome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, what I'd like to do, first of all, is let you talk a little bit about your background. Um, I had a master's degree in exercise physiology that I did right after I completed my bachelor's degree in uh, kind of a sports medicine field. Um, I worked as an exercise physiologist for a while, but then realized that I wanted to do more in physical therapy and rehabilitation. So then I went back to get my associate's degree in physical therapist assisting and have been doing that for the past 20 years. Um, I've been in primarily when I was working in the clinical setting, I worked in the outpatient world. I did a little bit of, of work in a hospital-based outpatient as well as private practice. And then also uh, at the end of my clinical career, did some home health, uh, knowing that I wanted a little bit more flexibility in my schedule because I had started doing some adjunct teaching in different oh, PTA programs. Is that what led you to doing something like this? Yes. The sure teaching is. part. The teaching part of it. Okay. Uh, previous career, I had done some teaching, um, but had taken about a 15-year hiatus from that. And so have gotten back into teaching and realized that's a lot uh, more of my passion than than what okay. I had been doing. How long have you been in this role? I've been, I've been here at Brookline for a little over six years. I've been the program director for uh, the past five years. Okay. Oh, so a little while. A little while. You see some transition. Quite a bit of transition. Okay, good. Well, just a few questions because not everybody understands what a PTA is. Um, talk to me a little bit about the difference between a PTA and a physical therapist. Sure. Absolutely. So a physical therapist assistant is the primary assistant to that physical therapist. And so... Uh, their role is to work and be directed and supervised by that physical therapist and work and work right alongside and okay. treat the patients just as the, the physical therapist does. The physical therapist assistant cannot do the initial evaluation, uh, the reevaluations or the discharge. And then there's some selected interventions that they cannot do. But for the most part, they are there to treat the patient in a lot of senses, a lot more frequently than the actual physical therapist does. Right. Right. You get the orders. You carry out the orders. Absolutely. And you do the follow-up. Absolutely. Okay, good. The fun stuff. The, <laughs> well, you don't have to deal with a lot of the administrivia. Absolutely. Right? <clears throat> One of the things I've always thought in terms of PTA is it's also kind of a nine-to-five, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So because of the Every state has some difference, uh, differences in their laws, but for the most part, there's a there's a, a level of supervision is provide or that is provided has to be that the physical therapist is, is available. Right. So, um, unlike some other parts of the medical field, a lot of people don't do rehabilitation or physical therapy in the middle of the night or right. really right. early in the morning. Where we we pretty much function. Uh, during normal business hours. Yeah, and that's that's a selling point. Absolutely. Because, you know, as opposed to, you know, the folks that are working in multi-supervision units in hospitals and so forth, you know, the 12-hour shifts, weekends, right. those types of things, you don't have to deal with a lot of that. Not as much, that's yeah. for sure. Um, 
One of my first podcasts, I had Michelle Moore, who's the OTA program director. And I think I asked her this question, but I'll ask you, what's the difference between PTA and OTA? Because they're a little bit alike, but not alike. Right, exactly. So for for the physical therapist assistant, we're working on pretty much the whole body. We're looking at uh, activities to, to return to function mm-hmm. as opposed to the activities of daily living or the the occupational uh, components of of the job. So um, eh, some people look at the upper body and the lower body as yeah. uh, the OT is is working on the the upper body, the hands, the the arms, the things like that. Whereas the physical therapist is working on the lower body. It's not necessarily true, um, but if you had to classify it that in, in that kind of that basic sense, that yeah. would be what it is. Good, good. Yeah, I'd say the this distinction for me is, you know, the OTA basically teaches them how to live again in their environment. Mm-hmm, absolutely. How, how to cook, mm-hmm. how to get dressed, know, get dressed, how to, yeah, all those. Right. Exactly. Right. Good, good, good. Um, talk to me a little bit about your program, about your outcomes, so on and so forth. They've been pretty good as of late. So they have. Go ahead and brag a little bit. <laughs> they have. I've been in this role for a little over five years, and... When I started in the role, we were on reporting. We were our outcomes were were struggling. Um, we've made some some great strides over the last five years, and our outcomes show that. Um, our first time pass rate is above ninety two percent for the last three years. Um, our students that graduate from the program all get jobs, and so if that's the if that's the marker of a successful program, yeah. uh, they pass the national exam. They they are employed. Our clinical instructors are very happy with with the students that we have placed right. in the field. Um, it's to me that's that's the measure of, of success. Right, right, and it's a tough program. It is a very tough program. Um, I know the the qualifications to get in. You know, they they <clears throat> of course take the entrance exams. They have to go through um, a review with you and your faculty, and um, and and then once they're in, you know, it's not an easy program to stay in. They really have to work. Talk to me a little yeah. bit about, you know, what an average semester looks like for a student. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, it's a it's an accelerated program. Yeah. It's a rigorous curriculum because, because we have to have the students pass the national exam. And right. so that benchmark doesn't change. It doesn't matter that there was a pandemic. It doesn't matter that we <laughs> want to focus on something else. Um, we have to meet these, these academic requirements. Um, the semester, the program is set up such that the first semester are the general education classes. Right. Those are all held in the online environment. But those are foundational classes um, of anatomy, psychology, sociology, just to kind of lay that foundation. Right. Then semesters two, two and three are, are here on campus, eight to five, basically Monday through Thursday. Fridays, the students are here. They're actually here right now practicing on their own. Um, we don't usually have a lot of formal classes on Fridays, but right. those are times for them to work with the faculty and spend the time to make, make sure they're, they're learning things correctly. And then semester four is, is their first exposure to a clinical environment. Uh, the first part of that semester, they're out on clinicals. Um, then they come back to campus and they have some application classes, some neuro rehab, ortho rehab, hmm. um, the classes that really start to put everything together. And the students, the light bulbs really are going off then, and, and they're really seeing how it all fits. Yeah. Um, 
And then the fifth semester is all clinicals. So well, they're getting ready for employment. Well, a, a distinction, another distinction. Your program is an AAS program, yes. which is an associate in applied science. Talk to me about the difference between an associate in applied science and a regular associate degree. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm glad that we switched. We we recently switched to this right. um, associate of applied science. It really impacts our general education classes. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to tailor those classes to meet some specific needs. So previously we had a requirement of general psychology. Now, because we are an associate of applied science, we can have lifespan development, which gives a little, it is psychology, but it's a little bit more specific. Exactly. So that, that really helps bridge the gap we have when the students get to our rehab across the lifespan class. Now they have this, this understanding of that lifespan development and how it applies to across the re, uh, across the life of rehab. So essentially, you're able to have more control over the general education credits, yes. which makes sense because this is a very well. It's not. It, it, it is a very career oriented specific program mm-hmm. where you focus on the sciences. Right. You know. So so your your gen eds would be your anatomy and physiology and those types of things, but nothing extraneous to that pretty much. You're, you're, you're basically gearing your gen eds exactly. towards your core. Is that Ex- right? Exactly. Okay. So our, uh, like our psychology component, uh, we don't have a requirement to have math, which mm-hmm. is kind of a selling point for some students. Um, our English course is now a public speaking course. so right. uh, Which makes sense. The communication yeah. aspect as opposed to writing papers. Yeah. We can tackle the writing component in our documentation class because the the essence of their writing is going yeah. to be in a medical chart. It's not a right. research paper. It, it, exactly. And I, I always ask this question of healthcare professionals is um, your importance and your emphasis with your students throughout their program on soft skills. Um, talk to me a little bit about that because, in my mind, it's just as important. Absolutely. And, and so, tell me yeah. about how you and your faculty emphasize that and what that looks like. Right. We we kind of lump our soft skills into our professional expectations, and we actually have a professional expectation rubric that we we assess the students on semester over semester, yeah. and looking at how do they interact with each other. How do they interact with the with the faculty? How do they interact when they get into the clinic? And and sometimes we have to do some some teaching, some coaching yeah. to, to oh, get them to those 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 things. And yeah. one of the one of the uh, points that I learned early on in my role as program director is what we see happening in the lab translates over into the clinic, yeah. be be it good or bad. Right. And so if we don't make sure that what we see is what we want, we have to we have to coach those. Those things. That, that's right, and and, and again, um, generationally speaking, um, the the students that you have now and you're are probably anywhere from twenty two to thirty. Absolutely. You know, um, and geared towards more of the non verbal type of communications, slash interactions, social interactions, and so forth. So I think it is something that needs to be learned and taught and not taken for granted, um, especially when you're dealing in the healthcare profession because you're dealing with patients that that really don't want to see you once a week. Um, so you have to somewhat of an entertainer too. 
Absolutely. Uh, to, to keep them engaged. I know that it, myself, you know, you get to know the medical assistant, you know, especially if you have a recurring uh, appointment. You get to know them, and, and that makes you kind of look forward to going because you know you're going to have a positive interaction. So that's 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 where I always tell these kids in, uh, in their orientation. To. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what's one of the unique parts of physical therapy is yeah. you're seeing you're seeing that person a lot more frequently than their doctor. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, if you're going two to three times a week for four weeks, yeah, that's a lot. You and might as well have some fun. You might. Yeah, exactly. And, and be able to communicate closely <clears throat> with them and, and openly with that person and, and understand that they don't really want to be there. They don't really want to be there. But you have to make sure that you are able to sell why being yeah. there is important. It, oh, oh, I, I agree 100%. It's, it, it, in my mind, it's, you can always teach the skills. If you have somebody with the aptitude to learn the skills to be a technician, because that's really what you are. You're a technician. You're, you know, you're dealing with uh, uh, all kinds of injuries and recovery. But to do that, and still make people want to come and see you is, right. is in my mind, a, a, a real a real plus and, and something that I think that we should always be emphasizing as educators. Right. Um, well, well, good. I, you know, I have a lot of, I've always had a lot of value for this program, uh, not only here, but in, 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 uh, in, in previous locations, because um, you, you are, interacting with that patient far more. You know, they may go to the emergency room and they're getting treated and they blah, blah, blah. But this this is their transition back to normality. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's one of the parts of our, what I really like, being yeah. a physical therapist assistant myself, I really like that component of, I get to interact with the patient. I, I'm interacting with the, the doctor of physical therapy, yeah. uh, the other medical doctors, but I'm interacting with the patient and but still having the expectation of, knowing why they're doing something and being mm-hmm. able to explain that to the patient, maybe in a way that they didn't really understand initially. And so kind of being that yeah. in that level of, of translator of understanding the medical verbiage, but also relating it to somebody that may not have that medical background. Right. And so it's, exactly. It's exactly. Now I know I got, I, I got here August 16th, 2021 mm-hmm. and you you had one lab mm-hmm. and one classroom. Correct. Talk to me about your configuration now. Yeah, we're doing great. And and, um, we have two lab spaces now. We have a dedicated classroom and then like an ancillary lab off of of the the secondary lab that we have. And so our our space is is much more suited to the needs of our students. And it gives the students the opportunity to really hone their skills and really practice what we're teaching. It's one thing... You know, they learn it in class and they think they know it and then they go to test on it and they don't, they don't, they yeah. don't have enough time to hone those skills because there's not enough time in the day. It's outside of class that they really have to have the ability to practice. And, and now we have that opportunity for the students. And yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. Wonderful looking lab, wonderful looking facility. Um, how many, now is Friday an optional day for them or do they? It is optional. Okay. Uh, it's strongly encouraged, but optional. <laughs> what, what's your participation rate normally? Like? Actually, uh, I would say normally yeah. every other cohort, except for the one we have right now has been sparse. Mm-hmm. This new cohort, cohort that just started on, on ground three weeks ago, phenomenal. Oh, and the faculty have all made comments about, 
we so appreciate the amount of time that they're already spending yeah. here, making sure that uh, they're asking questions, they're coming in for extra hands-on support and, and work and assuring that they, they know what they're doing and and things are, are yeah. already starting to click. So it it makes us feel better and it, it, um, it helps the learning process when we see that students yeah. are really taking it seriously. Well, we're, we're coming to the end, but I, <clears throat> I would like you to outline if you're talk if you're if somebody's considering this field or considering something in the medical field, what piece of advice would you give prior to actually signing up and putting yourself through this this program? I would say number one, understanding what you're getting into yeah. and really do some research and do some shadowing in a physical therapy mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. so that so you that you know what it is that you're getting into. Um, because if you don't know when things start to go off track, it's hard to, to stay focused. Um, I think that's the biggest advice is just yeah. having that exposure. Um, and then talk to different people, talk yeah. to our students, um, come in and, and visit the campus, sit in on classes, whatever it would take to, to make sure that you understand. Listen to this is. podcast. Listen to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it just, yeah. just find out if this is what you want. Right. And if you have the uh, the requirements, you've met, you've met the qualifications, and this is the best time for you to be in school, then this is a great program yeah. for you to get get signed up for. How many faculty do you have? I have two full time faculty, and then myself. Okay. Any part time faculty or contracted faculty? A here? little bit. In, Are you able to pretty handle the load? We can that? handle most of it. Yeah. We have some specialty areas that we need some some specialty mm-hmm. uh, clinicians coming in okay. to teach some specific concepts. Well, good. Well, I hope this has been fun. This has. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's not a problem. Um, we are coming to the end, and I want to thank you, Jane. I, I know I, I got you in here on short notice. This is good. But uh, it, it's always good to talk about what you do and get that out there so other people can learn. Absolutely. Because not everybody knows what a PTA does. Uh, you know, just like an OTA or even a nurse, you know, so it's, it's good to have that, uh, that information. So thank you very much. And on that note, this concludes episode one of season two of the Brookline Bugle podcast. And thank you very much. I'm Don Johnson, campus director at the Phoenix campus, and we wish you all a very good day. Thank you.